Craft Beer Radio, episode 318, on January 24th, 2015. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio. You gotta be real, and you gotta have heart. Don't you, Jeff? That's what he says, man. That's what he says. That's what he says. Swollen Members is the name of that uh, band. Heart is the name of the song. This show we are doing has a bunch of, well, a bunch of really sort of extravagant uh, beers. One of them is named Luscious, uh, and so we're kind of taking that along. Yeah, These so should all be sort of luscious. Yeah, there's a lot of stouts with sweet, sexy things added to them. So we'll see. Well, they're not all stouts, but most of them are. Let's start with, I don't know, probably this guy here. All right. This is Ballast Point Victory at Sea, sent to us by the brewery. This is a limited edition. I think it is... I think it is... A winter seasonal. I'm not quite sure on that one. Yeah, I believe so. 60 IBU, 10% alcohol by volume. It is... View Brewer's Notes. That's a good one to check. <laughs> we had this one on the show a long, long time ago. Yeah, I remember. It came in a little 12-ounce bottle, and... Uh, I think we might have said wow about this beer back then. Coffee beans were prepared from Cafe Calabrera on 30th Street in San Diego. Uh, infused with three quarters of an ounce cold brewed coffee per pint. Three quarters of a cup per pint, so... Ounce per pint. Oh, ounce. I see. Okay. Yeah, three quarters of a cup. I'm like, that's like almost 40%. <laughs> it's a half coffee with a beer. But when you smell it, it almost smells like it's half coffee. I mean, I got this really strong... Kind of a bean flavor, right? It, it smelled yeah. very... Oh, that reminds me, the other thing that's pulling all these together is they're all fruited beers. Um, technically. Coffee is uh, not a bean, it's not a legume, it's actually a fruit. Uh, the other ones all have fruit to various extent. Anyway, continue. Oh, sure. So, yeah, I mean, the aroma really came across to me as kind of roasted beans. Like, really strong, something... Not so much the coffee aroma, but more of a bean aroma. They also add vanilla to this. I'm not smelling too much vanilla off the nose. Yeah, the first thing that came off was, was a pretty a dark roast, right? Dark coffee roast. Mm-hmm. Now, compared to, say... <laughs> the pound of coffee Greg's these. smelling right now. Hmm, boy. It's not quite the same, but... Mm. A little bit of hoppiness on the nose there. I think it's just giving it a touch of... of... Let me smell that again. I'm trying to... That coffee does have a nice aroma to it. And then you get some kind of stouty, malty roast off of it as well. The vanilla definitely comes through mm. in the flavor. Pretty strong, too. Mm-hmm. A strong vanilla note that the bitterness of the hops actually kind of helps maintain it. It does mm-hmm. yeah, it does feel a little cold, doesn't it? It's at 60 degrees already, though, so it's pretty warm. <laughs> yeah, that's strange. I was just measuring it. I don't think it really tastes all that cold. I just wanted to see where it was at. And yeah, mine's up at, six, up at the 60. Same here. So weird. I'm not used to this feeling cold. I <laughs> have to start putting them in the heater before we uh, need a warm fridge. Hmm. Hmm. I I almost taste some some like chili notes. I know there's no chilies in here, mm-hmm. but I feel it's a kind of smokiness, right? Yeah. Um, when I first sniffed it right off the front, I thought I thought it smelled a little bit peppery too, right? A little bit chilly. And if I really dig for it in the flavor, there are certain things that seem a bit chili-like, right? There's obviously no spice, but some of those other almost like chipotle roasty flavors, right? Those are essentially v- vanilloids. Mm-hmm. The um, 
the caps the capsinoids that uh, there are present in chilies are modified vanilloids. So that's why vanilla and chilies go so well together, and I think why they can taste similar in, in, in a similar situation. Mm-hmm. The coffee, I mean, first sip, all vanilla. Soup the nuts vanilla. And now I'm three sips in, starting to taste more of the coffee, getting a good part of the stout flavor. This is a really well done beer. Yeah, it, it hits you hits you in different ways. It continues to, to to be good even when it goes through its different phases. Some beers that hit you first one way and then you go another way, you start to kind of lose your appeal. Mm-hmm. But this one both all these phases and all these different views we're getting of it, they all very appealing looks. Yeah, it's as good as I remember. Mm-hmm. We've had it probably six years ago. It's got a really nice feel to it too, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. feel too overwhelmingly viscous, but it does have a, a mouthfeel to it. Now, they technically call it an imperial porter on the label. You know, with all this coffee and vanilla... You really are hard-pressed to determine the difference between a porter and a stout, you know, or some of those characteristics in this kind of beer. Yeah, I, I don't think traditionally porters can get a little astringent, a little raisiny. That is sort of where you think in the sort of a traditional line. Eh, yeah, I mean, it, it's such a blurry it's, line. It's so blurry at this point. But if you're drinking straight-up porter or stout... You can draw an opinion on which you feel, which side of the fence right. it falls on, right? With a beer like this, you really can't tell. Or if you can, and if, to me, it, may, it would fall on the stout side of the fence, right? I would call it a stout, but that's not that's not our call, really, right? It's, it's more the brewer's call, I think. Yeah, it matters relatively little. All right. Yeah. This Speaking the, of things that matter relatively little, <laughs> let me just say this was the ballast point okay. victory at sea. Now we can go on to what you want to talk about. Yeah, speaking of things that matter relatively little, there was recently some beer news. Yeah, yesterday on Twitter, surprised that. I mean, I saw all about beer. Was the one who broke it. The first tweet I saw, and that was Elysian has sold to Anheuser Busch ABI, and. Uh, of course, you know, as soon as you see that first tweet, you know that that's all you're going to see on Twitter that day. <laughs> um, if you follow as many if you follow as many beer people as I do, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all your expected reaction of... No, so, like, they make a beer uh, for Sub Pop Records called Loser, and there's a subtitle on it called Corporate Beer Still Sucks, right? Mm-hmm. So people had a lot of fun with that. And, like, I saw... There's a late, uh, lady I follow who runs a beer store. Uh, I'm trying to blank on the name of it now. Yeah, I forget, but she's like, "Get get this while while they still you know while it's still on the shelves because that's not gonna be made anymore." Which actually is wrong. I saw an interview today with Dick Cantwell and um, David Bueller, and uh, you know they're still gonna make loser. It's still gonna say corporate beer still sucks. You know they they said you know we were a corporation. Before this, right? Yeah. So, uh, you talk about how it matters very little. They intend on still brewing everything in the production brewery. They're still adding capacity to the production Mm -hmm. brewery. Um, They have their hot contracts out for three years, you know, things like that. You know, they might have more access to ingredients now. Uh, They have no plans on brewing their mainline stuff at ABI, like Goose Island does. Um. It's it's interesting to me mostly because Dick Cantwell was such a big person in the Brewers Association. He was on the board previously. He uh, is an author for Brewers Publications. He wrote the How to Start a Brewery mm-hmm. book. Um, he's done a lot of work for the Brewers Association, um, and now he's jump. You know, he's going to be expelled from the association yeah. you know and uh you know i'm sure he's a little bit torn on it you know i saw someone tweet oh it was um it was nate remember the guy who was brewing on the new year show yeah, uh, yeah. i was brewing one drop soup he he made a tweet about you know the last page of how to start a brewery book is sell 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 right and i i replied i think a more accurate one is don't let your beliefs get in the way of a great deal that would be stupid <laughs> you know 
I, I think that should be the last sentence in the book. We're going to see. We are seeing more of this happen. It's it's different than it would have been five years ago. Different. It's very different than it would have been ten years. I mean, ago. it's obvious that ABI, their strategy now is not to try to make craft beer, right? And and market it. Their strategy is to buy craft brewers, and get their share of the segment that way. They bought Ten Barrel a couple yeah. months ago. Bought Elysian now. They own uh, Goose Island. Island. And then they have stakes in a lot of other yeah. breweries, right? There's actually a, a Anheuser-Busch InBev craft beer. There's a VP of craft beer at Anheuser-Busch, right? And I, the first time I've seen this guy's name or his title. Um, well, I mean, I think it makes sense to them economically. They, they can't do it on their, their scale. But what they can do is provide support for these smaller breweries and suck off a little bit of the profit as well. They're essentially mm-hmm. um, they're branching out into a new field. This is not the field that they're in. They they don't make this stuff. They make a different product. They right. make they make a uh, they make a more fungible product. It's gonna be up to the individual on if they want to spend money with the yeah. Elysian anymore or not, right? You know, I don't think it's not gonna change. We're still gonna tell you if Elysian beer is good or not. Yeah. And if we can we'll tell you if it slips or not. Um, but the reason why this is different than five or ten years ago is because five or ten years ago, you could have seen it as Anheuser-Busch or, or any of these companies trying to st- stamp down these rivals before they got big enough to cause any, you know, to, to, to make a new market. Mm-hmm. The Pandora's box is open. That's not going to happen anymore. The The market is already now there. So now they're trying to just take advantage of this market instead of trying to ignore it or trying to... You know, trying to find a way to fit their their methodology into the market. They're saying, okay, well, it's a lot like when you know Microsoft buys some small company to mm-hmm. take their product and 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 turn into you know and and spread out more. Like when Facebook bought Oculus or some other things you right. know, that I'm thinking of in the tech industry. Probably a better example would not be Microsoft. Where well, I guess Microsoft doesn't integrate everything, right? Skype is still called Skype mm-hmm. and things like that. Hotmail was run on Unix servers for a very long time, so yeah, I guess they don't. Integrate well, Hotmail's everything. gone now. This now it is now Outlook. Yeah. But, uh, well, yeah. that's why I said for a very yeah. long time. But yeah, Skype is still Skype, and I don't expect it to change for a while. Right. So I guess it isn't appropriate. I was going to say maybe it's not so appropriate because of integrate, you know, changing and integrating the brands. Yeah. But if they just keep them like Oculus, isn't going to be Facebook. Oculus, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, I don't have too much to say about it. I think you know, keep an open mind. If if the if the size of the business matters a lot to you, then you know, choose appropriately. Um, I think that we've seen enough of this kind of thing happening that we are going to know. Right? We you should not feel that the brewery is going to like hugely suffering quality immediately type thing. Like, we haven't seen that with these breweries, so. Ten Barrel Brewing Gate. (laughs) Alright, what's the next beer on our countdown of beers? You know, you're just gonna perpetuate the use of gates now, not explaining about how we talked about that in the (laughs) pre-show. Such it is. If you can't beat them, join them? Is that what you're saying? Since we might as well do the other coffee beer while we're working down the coffee road here. Mm. Well then, we should bring up the information on Abita's. Actually, got a sheet right behind Macchiato your computer there. Espresso milk stout. I think it pretty much is the same information it's on the website. But let's see. This was again sent to us by the brewery. Thank you, Abita. Six percent alcohol by volume. Twenty-one IBUs. Seventy is the SRM. So it's pretty dark. Comes in a twenty-two ounce bottle. Uh. Pale caramel, chocolate, and roasted malts. Willamette hops. Milk, sugar, and oats. During the cold brewing process, espresso dulce beans from PJ's Coffee are added for a natural coffee flavor. This one, like, came in the mail yesterday? Day before? Yeah, I haven't seen it before. Not, Not very long. It just came in the mail. Espresso Dulce. I'm not sure. I mean, I mean, I know like Dolce de Leche, you know. Um, so that's the 
Leche is milk, right? So, mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly. Caramel, I guess, is dolce, right? Like, uh, I suppose. So it has a little bit of a dark coffee aroma again. Now, when I first put up my nose, I smelled some hops, uh, kind of like a. Uh, almost like a piney hop or something like that. It was, the well, first it was Willamette. Willamette, okay. So that's kind of piney, right? That was like the first thing I got. Maybe because it was blending with, you know, the coffee beans or something. But I, this one, coming off the last beer, you know, your your difference detector is in overdrive, right? And the biggest difference I detected was how this one had a hoppier aroma to it. I'm not really smelling it as hoppy anymore. Uh, as I'm swirling and I'm getting more of an espresso bean aroma definitely a roast coffee roast it does have a bit of cream type aroma to it like like it almost seems like an espresso with cream or something like that right it doesn't smell like straight up cold brew coffee but there's something a little milky to it do you get do you get that at all in the aroma i think that i think there's a little bit of that i wonder how much that is just the milk sugar Mm-hmm. Hmm, who knows? I think it carries that kind of feel through the flavor too. It 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 has does, but it feels a little thin to me. Well, maybe they didn't use whole fat milk. <laughs> whole fat milk sugar. Maybe they used two percent right. soy milk sugar. <laughs> Can you get lactic sugar in the soy? <laughs> oh, I'm just, I was trying to, you know, play up on the stereotypical Starbucks order, right? Yeah, the, um, I remember the very first coffee that I actually liked was caramel macchiatos because it was basically sugar. Yeah, so this one has a... See, I don't think it really tastes thin. I mean, it has a has a nice sweetness to it. Uh, the coffee... This one tastes more like a stout than the last one did, right? The last one with the coffee and the vanilla, you know, you were getting so much other stuff. But this one, you're tasting more of the malt. You know, this one has more of a barley flavor to it. To me, the problem with it is that it does taste sort of like a Starbucks drink. And I'm kind of... You mean like a a super sweet high sugar one, or not so much or a super sweet, like but just like a very ashy coffee roast, or no? I just mean like a. It does have that kind of milky, milky espresso okay. with with extra stuff in it, and to me, that's off putting. Now that I've gotten into sort of better coffee, hmm. and and just that roast, and so it's, it's almost like I'm. It's almost like I'm philosophically against the flavors in the beer that, that it's hurting my Stop opinion. Stop being a snob. I'm just giving Stop you what being how a it coffee works. snob. I just, I've been enjoying it though. I think that I think some of those milk caramel flavors are carrying you through, and it's, I don't think it tastes like an oversweet frappuccino. Whatever. Um, I think it's I think it's uh, pretty good. I'm gonna try to get into it a little bit deeper here. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it tastes oversweet. I just I've grown to not like the taste of milk in, in coffee. I find that it actually that it should just in general. I feel like mm-hmm. milk hurts coffee, and so that is that's hurting my opinion of the beer. I want to see here what espresso dolce beans are. That said, for somebody who likes that kind of coffee drink, for who likes milk in their coffee, which mm-hmm. is, generally speaking, most people who drink coffee put something into it, this would probably be right up your alley. So don't take my word for because my word is very much in that vein of, well, if you like a black coffee, then this is not... If, if the reason you like a black coffee is because you really dislike milk in your coffee, this is not going to do it for you. I'm trying to look this up, but it's a 
Yeah, I haven't it. found a great example here. Um, it does look like milk's involved, or something milk-like is involved. I don't know if they use milk. I can't imagine they use milk in the roasting process, but... No, that would that would not work. Yeah, I don't know. I was hoping to, there would be like a coffee encyclopedia And then also you'd have, a, you'd have a real problem because you have people who are allergic to milk and... Well, just don't order the Dolce Espresso beans. And I, it, it could just be, you know, a what they call them, as if, as if they sort of, they roasted to get a little bit of a caramel flavor out of it. Yeah. I don't want to hold up the show. I was hoping I could get a, oh, here we go. Is this good? Um, PJ's Coffee is the name of the coffee house, so you can look up that. I don't have anything else to tell you on that one. So the next beer, yeah, I don't know. In well, let's see. Where do we want to go? Do we want to go chili, or do you want to go chocolate and? So this, I, I've I've heard this one reviewed. This one is ridiculously sweet. Oh, hmm. Then maybe this is the right time for it. Yeah, could be. Hmm. So, Founders has sent us... No. Has not sent us. We bought... Heather purchased. Heather purchased. But Founders has sent us beers, so... Big Luscious, which is a raspberry chocolate beer. Yes. 7.8% alcohol by volume. They also call it sumptuous and extravagant. So they're really going crazy with their adjectives. And it's part of their backstage series. Color is very dark with a tan head. Chocolate raspberry, huh? That's what my nose tells me. That's a bit of a perfumey nose, too. Oh, now I'm getting the, the much stronger raspberries. When I first poured it, I was getting something a little more floral as well. But now I, I did my no, little... That's pretty, pretty much raspberry. Yeah, yeah. Right I, I did a little... T- I coated the sides of the glass like we do, and I smelled it. And we did the Rubeus in the pre-show from Founders. And I think it was a good benchmark... Because I was telling you in the previous show how Rubeus was on hiatus for a while, probably like five years or more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then I started speculating. I'm like, I wonder if the Rubeus came back because they got the raspberries in the house to do luscious or something like that, right? Or they decided to do a couple raspberry beers, you know, in the 2014 calendar year. The Rubeus was really well done. It was. You know? It was had an uh, interesting kind of... Um, sweetness that helped carry the, the raspberry along and a nice bitterness component. There's a good to bitterness to down. it. There was um, nice, the maltiness was, you know, the luscious is the one with chocolate in it, but there was a touch of chocolate in the Robeus. There was a good breadiness or a nice small backbone with it. Um, I was surprised at how drinkable and enjoyable I found, you know, this raspberry fruit beer to be it was a good balance. I'm no longer so I mean we I'm but it was a really good balance you yeah. know I mean I'm not saying that I'm not I didn't mean to infer that all raspberry beers are gimmicks but they could still be sweet and not satisfying yeah. and that one was really satisfying also looked very pretty it had a very beautiful sort of uh, rose gloss to it Pretty strong raspberry mm-hmm. flavor. Here's where caramel is coming in on my tongue. Okay. Interestingly enough, pretty sweet. It's maintaining its sweetness on, my, on the sides of my mm-hmm. tongue. It doesn't have the bitterness that the Rubeus had, right? right? And it's kind of building. 
it has a sweet this the raspberry and the sweetness is kind of on par with the sweet side of a Lindemans from Bose, right? Yes. Without the tartness of the lambic to kind of even pull it. Now the Lindemans is there's not that some tart. tartness in there. The Lindemans is not that sour or tart, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a little bit to keep it from being super sweet, even though it's still very sweet. Um this one has the same kind of level of sweetness to it. There I don't know, there's some tartness in there and there's some bit of that kind of um uh skinny raspberry the, the sort of yeasty stuff that comes on the outside of the raspberry at the back of my mouth. It's 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 where the bitterness is is lingers a bit and then goes away mm-hmm. as the sweetness sort of overpowers it. You get it you're getting really discernible chocolate. I mean because chocolate's an ingredient in here. I am on as at, when you first sip it, and then the chocolate kind of goes away, and you're left with raspberry, a little bit of you know a caramel, a little bit of a, a little bit of a sort of a tobacco ness to it, and like I said, I I think there is a hot bitterness, but it's just sort of in the back of my tongue, and it goes in, and goes off. It's sort of a little a little wave of bitterness that comes in, comes out, and then mm-hmm. and then you're left with the sweetness kind of sugary sweetness on the sides and a little bit of a little tartness and a little raspberry flavor that sort of remains behind. Yeah. Um, yeah, we poured probably about three, four ounces in our glass. It's probably about a good serving size. You know, you, a pint of this thing, yeah. not so. It's a lot more viscous, for instance, in the ballast point. Yeah. It feels a lot thicker. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I'm not finding it a drinkable beer. I, I, I think it's I think it's fine. Fine, yeah. right, right. But it's not like I would want a lot yeah, it's not in like a glass. It's not a throwback, right? It's not, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely not a throwback. Um, I would like to see a little bit more of the chocolate influence on it, right? Kind of balance with the raspberries a little bit more. Although if you were bitterness. if you were smoking a pinner. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, one thing we can say is that there are ways to support us. Oh, well, <laughs> little little cue there would be Sorry. nice. Sorry. Uh, I should turn it down so we can turn, we can go into it. I don't want to blast it. There we go. That's about a good level, ain't it? So, how could you support us? I know, I know. Well, go ahead. That is, when you do your Amazon shopping... I Don't. do Amazon shopping all the time. Everyone does. Amazon's like the only place to shop anymore. Every other store closed. It's pretty much true. There's there's a biting irony in with that, yes. Um, craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon is all you need to do. It's an easy way to remember to go there. You get redirected to Amazon and anything you buy gets attributed to us. We had someone tweet, you should tell our people to go to Craft Beer Radio, right-click on the Amazon link, and save it as a bookmark. And then you could do that, too, because if you save, if you right-click on the Amazon link and save it as a bookmark, then right in your toolbar there, you can have the CBR referral, Amazon link, and just clickety-clickety-clickety-clickety-click. It's getting too complicated. What do you want me to do again? Right-click. No, no, no. no just... Craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. So there's another there's, there's another way you can help us, uh, and that is, we don't like to say this, but I think we found a way to, to make it more palatable for both of us. Oh, yeah, we got like 10 uh, iTunes reviews yeah. since we... Excuse me, I got a little something in my throat there. Got 10 iTunes reviews since we uh, mentioned it. And um, it's a great way for iTunes to help rank podcasts. Um, But we feel like jerks saying, give us a review. We don't want you to give us a five-star review if you don't think we deserve a five-star review. We got a really good three-star review with a lot of feedback on it. And I'm fine with that. Um, but what did you want to say about reviews? I want to say, because the whole thing with reviews, and it's, it's not a zero-sum game with these reviews. So don't just review us. Review all the podcasts you like if you're an iTunes user. Go to iTunes, and every podcast you really like, you want to support, give them a review. That will help every single one of them out, not just us. That sounds good. Just do ours first. <laughs> I tease, I tease. 
All right, we got two more beers to go. Um, I guess we'll stick with the stouts, dark or dark beers or chocolate. There's chocolate in that one. That's the yes. common thread. Yeah. So, all right, the next one we're going to be doing is the Vixen. Samuel Adams, Boston Beer, sent us the Vixen. It's a uh, chocolate chili buck. Mm-hmm. Now, I have had this before. Yeah, we've not had it on the show. We had this at Three Sons together, right? We bought a big bottle of it, Yeah, split it. I don't know if you had it any other time, but that's the only time yeah, I've had it. Yeah, that's the only time I've had it, too. The hops that are used are Hillertown Middlefra. The That was when we were... Um, Starting to re-explore to see if Sam Adams was, you know, these new beers Sam Adams was putting out was being interesting, right? And we've talked a lot about that. But yeah. that was kind of, I, I remember that as kind of being the beginning of re-evaluating them. Small varieties that are used are the Sam Adams two-row pale malt blend, Caragill, Munich, Caragill, Caramel 60, Wireman, Carafa 1, a bottom fermenting lager yeast... Special ingredients are cocoa nibs, ancho, and chipotle chilies, and cinnamon. 8.5% alcohol by volume. Smell this thing. 20 IBUs. That smells so good. Lots of big vanilla aromas off See, I'm not really pulling vanilla. I'm pulling anchos. I'm pulling chocolate. I'm pulling like, it smells like chocolate cherries. It smells like... Yeah, the, the first thing I smelled oh. was different than what I'm getting now. That smells good. It, for me, it's it's two main things. It's like chocolate dipped cherries or cherry cordial. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you know, kind of ancho chili powder or something like that, right? It, it smells a bit powdery. Like, you know, just the texture that in, you know, comes through is, feels a bit powdery. Uh, where, you know, it doesn't really feel... Like adobo sauce or anything, it feels more like a chili powder on the nose for me. Doesn't smell as much like anchos to me as it does like serranos, but that's just okay. <laughs> but they do use ancho mm-hmm. in there, so cinnamon. There's a bit of a cinnamon aroma on there. It smells so good. It does smell very good. Flavor is just a step remove, like step less intense than the aroma. Mm. It's still good flavor, but the aroma was so intense, and maybe yeah. that's a good thing that the flavor is a step removed because it might just blow you away if the flavor was intense as the aroma. I'm not really getting much of the pepper. I'm, it's it's tasting more like a. Mm, it tastes like a like a bear claw donut or something than it is anything else. Cinnamon's a big part of it, yeah. right? I mean, that's like the spice you're getting. You get like a cinnamon type spice, and it goes away quickly. There's no heat, really, right? Yes. I think the bear claw is a neat call, right? Because it it indicates the the cinnamon, uh, the the amount of cinnamon you're getting, and then you're getting these other the nice sweetness, yeah. sweet, you know, like. So the bear claw, you got that um, glaze on top, right? You know, take that glaze, blend it into what I was describing as the cherry cordial, right? It's it's kind of a mix in there, and you get some cocoa. I mean, there's mm-hmm. chocolate, there's cocoa nibs, you get chocolate. You know, I think there's a, still a cherry something running through here. But yeah, I'm not really getting. Well, it's not crime chili. and punishment, man. No, it's not. <laughs> But I seem to remember more chili than I'm getting now. Well, it was a it was a large format bottle. It was probably a, a, a different run completely. I mm-hmm. mean, it was probably five six years ago. Wow, really? Yeah, that, that long ago? Hmm. Probably was. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Max wasn't around. Hmm. Allison might not have been around when we did that. That long ago? It doesn't seem like that. Well, it was back when, I mean, so Bill still owned three sons back then. It wasn't one for the road. Time flies, man. It's probably six years ago or more. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, people always tell, you know, say like, 
can you like my parents talking about my my niece and they're saying can you believe that she's 11 I'm like, yeah i can it's been 11 years <laughs> kind of works out that way but these, these individual events i can't I have a harder time placing them on Where the they fall on the timeline. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was a while ago that they first put out that vixen. <coughs> so it, it's likely that they've changed the recipe since then a bit. Or just, I mean, the chilies, again, are an agricultural product. They, mm-hmm. they aren't necessarily always Well, I mean, the same. they probably don't want to be out. Spite hot, fiery beer, right? I mean, like, but you can you can have chilies be a component without them being okay. hot and spicy. I feel like they're getting lost here. I feel like I'm not really getting a, a flavor of them. I feel like they they really are. I think there's a spot, and I think they're definitely in the aroma. They are in the aroma. I think there's a touch in there, but yeah, I think the cinnamon and the cocoa. Is there cinnamon in here, or is that yes. just a characteristic? There are the cinnamon. Thing? There is okay. cinnamon in here. All right, because I mean the cinnamon. Uh, There's cinnamon, cocoa nibs, ancho, and chipotle chilies. Okay. Ah, it's a good beer. I mean, sure. Would I, will I like? Say there's would a I like of, a little heat? Yes, I would like a little heat. I will say there's a bit of residual burn. You can do. There's a little bit of residual spice. Something there. that hangs around a little bit longer than cinnamon. Yeah, uh, you might be right. It, it's. It's really toned down for someone yes. who who handles a fair amount of, fair amount of spice, right? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. At, at first, it seemed like it was just that burn slash cinnamon, but as soon as it was out of your mouth, it it faded out. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah, there's a little bit of capsaicin burn now, which is lingering. But it's if you're not, it's look- just a tingle, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're not looking for it, you probably wouldn't notice it, right? There, I just said right for you. For you, the <laughs> listeners. We had yeah, a, we had a count. Com- we had a comment about... Uh, we talked about vocal tics and things in a previous... Last week's pre-show or post-show. And someone sent us a tweet. Pay attention to how much Jeff says right. And Greg went through... And he looked for other tics as well. Like, I mean, and you know, and, and a few others. And yeah, I say right a lot. I, I use it to... Vocalize a question mark. And not always an actual question. Sometimes sometimes or very much a rhetorical question. A rhetorical question or maybe just uh, an emphasis period. Yeah. A very big, peri- big period. Interrobang. Yeah, yeah, I guess. This is awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, that's an interrobang, yeah. All right, so that was the Vixen from Samuel Adams. Hmm. Very interesting. So it was a Cinnabon of a beer. I think it was a really good combination of flavors. I, I unless I, I, I feel like I'm saying that just to kind of, you know, sponsored beer, blah blah blah. But no, I, I really enjoyed those flavors. So. Next one's the only thing that's not going to be black in color. Uh, But because we're doing this coffee, fruited, spicy theme of a show, we thought it'd be fun to do the rum barrel pumpkin in the show. So yeah, I picked this up at... Or actually, Giant Eagle had this. And uh, they comped it. So thank you, Giant Eagle. Cranberry Giant Eagle comp this beer for us. There you go. It's See, a, we're getting sponsored by everybody now. Chris, it was a Christmas pre- Well, Heather went, I, I tweeted them saying, hey, do you have any of that rum barrel pumpkin? Because mm-hmm. I, I was looking at what they had tweeted recently, and they tweeted like five days earlier. And he's like, yeah, we got a few bottles left. I'll put one back for you. And I sent Heather in a little bit later to go get it that day. And uh, I told Heather no charge. Wow, very nice of them. So. But they wouldn't sell me any dry ice. So <laughs> they didn't have any, man. Maybe you didn't look eighteen. Maybe that's why they said no. <laughs> so this is the their Imperial Pumpkin Ale Asian Rum Barrels. 
10.7% alcohol by volume. They ferment pumpkin in aged rum barrels. 30-year-old Spanish rum barrels. Yeah, that's what said. 30-year-old Spanish rum barrels. They wanted to call the beer Rum King, but the TTB would not have any of their fun. Mm. I can see why they wanted to call it <laughs> something... It poured very... Rub. <laughs> it's not a still beer. But, I mean, look at this thing. The head is completely gone. There's still some bubbles from the nucleation on the glass, but it looks like it's a, looks like it's almost completely still. It smells like a dark rum, a sort of dark candied rum. It does. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, the nutmeg comes through still. You know, you're still getting a big nutmeg aroma on this. Uh, vanilla. I would say the caramelized pumpkins coming through on the nose there. Hmm, it's a nice aroma. Oh, it's it's a it's a wonderful aroma. I'm just not getting pumpkins. You said you can smell pumpkins on it, like pumpkin pie. Like, but I'm trying to separate the spices from it. But no, no, yeah. no, no. no. There's yeah. the difference between pumpkin pie and pumpkins. Yeah. Well. Maybe they should have a category. It's a technically, no doubt, boo over on that. <laughs> Maybe they should have a pumpkin pie category for mm. beers then. Burns like a rum. Has a lot of these sweet rum flavors. Reminds me of sort of a, of a candied rum, sort of a, a a better version of like a Captain Morgan. Yeah, there's, there's a. It's interesting. I'm trying to. I, it, I think it tastes pretty good. Um, let's see here. It's um, there's a little bit burn like late in the in the like flavor. You get a little bit of that booziness from the rum, but the main thing you get up front it's something that it's it's kind of changing the nutmeg that you get out of pumpkin, and you're getting a little bit more. It doesn't taste like molasses or sugar cane so much, but something. Let me take another sip here. So I never had a 30-year-old rum. So I have no idea what a 30-year-old rum tastes like. I would expect that it's going to have a lot of a barrel character, or, you know, oxidation, Mm -hmm. oak... And I, I, I can, I get what I'm tasting in here and trying to extrapolate what the barrel was. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, I can get some of that. I'm getting some vanilla. I'm getting a little bit of little oak tannins or oak or something like not not tannins. Uh, oak, some woodiness. This is pretty good too. <laughs> it's, it's decent. I, I feel a little bit like I'm. I'm drinking a a rum on on tricycle wheels than than I am drinking a beer. There's it feels like like a rum spritzer of sorts as opposed to you know it feels like a a, a kind of rum cocktail which is not bad. It does have a cocktail feel to it. It has Yeah, yeah, there's... So if I think about it like a rum cocktail, it almost tastes like there's a bit of um, some kind of like acid, like a lemon to it or something like that. Yeah, and a few bitters thrown in. some bitters, yeah. When you said rum cocktail, I completely got a new perspective Mm -hmm. on what I'm tasting. And it really minimizes the nutmeg and the pumpkin, and you're getting this... This sub subfloor uh, of this flavor, right? Where you're getting the rum, you're getting some bitters, you're getting some, yeah. It, it opened up a new a new yeah. new floor for me to look at. I think it means I like it a little bit more than I did previously. <laughs> but I can see why they wanted to call it Rum King because it, it fits. It certainly fits. I'm really happy, you know. This is like the first law for me. Like, better the beers, the better the show. Like, I'm really like 
jiving with a lot of the beers we had tonight. They it had the advantage of being a show where they were all roughly similar in overall style, but they were all very different beers. Well, I think that, yeah, I think we did a good job of picking these beers that have these adjuncts that are mm-hmm. relative, pretty complementary with each other. And even this pumpkin thing that's not a stout, it has a very complementary flavor with the mochiato and the Ballast Point and the Vixen with the chilies. They all melded together really good. Uh, you know, the big luscious could use, could use a lot more bitterness in it to kind of balance that yeah. beer out. Yeah. Uh, I think it's about time to do some rankings. Sounds good. And it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be... Uh, interesting and fun from the bottom big luscious has got to be at the bottom uh it needed more balance it needed a lot of bitterness the the coat maybe a little bit of more chocolate to cover up that sweetness from the the big beer and from the raspberries excuse me (laughs) and then number four is going to be the abita macchiato espresso milk stout I liked it a lot, but there was some tough competition above it. Um, I think that it did some things really well. And I think, you know, it. if you want something that's like a milk espresso drink in a beer, I think this one does it well and doesn't come across gimmicky. You know, you know I haven't had a milk stout with espresso that comes across like... A milk espresso drink, and this one did. So I'm going to give it some credit there. I really liked how they were able to pull that off. And then it gets hard. I'm having trouble. I think I'm going to put the pumpkin, the rum king, in third place. I, uh, I dig it. I really dig it. This one has so much more to think about than pumpkin has to think about. And you can really taste this and dig it. I saw a tweet when someone else had this rum king, the pumpkin, rum barrel pumpkin, mm-hmm. uh, mentioning, you know, that the 22 ounces was too much. Yeah, maybe if you're drinking it all by yourself, you know, because he mentioned he wished it was in a 12-ounce bottle. Mm-hmm. But, you know, get a get a Xylus capper here and, and drink it over yeah. a few days. It's already a still beer. It's not going to get any flatter. You know, it's already a pretty flat beer. It's got, uh, it's got a combination in it. I mean, it... it <laughs> No head retention, though. No None. head retention, but it has plenty of carbonation. Okay. Definitely, you know, it likes it. It's a cocktail. It tastes like the yeah. cocktail with a um, with tonic water or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I take that back. And now we're looking at Bellows Point or Vixen. Uh, I'm going to put the Vixen in second place and the Bellows Point in first. Uh, the Vixen, I thought, was a fantastic beer. I really liked the flavors that were delivered in the aroma and in the flavor, and they were different. Um I could have used a little more burn. You know, I like hot things, you know. Mm-hmm. And if I'm getting a chocolate chili bock by description, I want a little bit of burn there. And the burn was like, after you drank a bunch of it and you really looked for it, you might find little pins and needle, like one pin stuck in, you know, yeah. into one taste bud. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. And then the, the Ballast Point Victory at Sea. I'm pretty sure I called it a wild beer the first time around six years ago. And it stood up to my memory. It was so good. It was such a good mix of coffee and stout and vanilla and and everything. It was so good. Okay. My rankings are mostly the same of yours. Really, the only two ones are are, are the bottom ones. But it's just... But I have a little bit different perspective on it. Just a bit. Uh, Number five for me is the Abita. I really... You know, I felt... And Jeff will call it the coffee snob part of me, but it, I just, I've grown to not like the coffee and milk combination. So when that's presented to me, even though I don't think it was a, it was offensive in mm-hmm. any way, it just was simply like, yeah, not something I was really into. Sure. Uh, the next one is going to be the founders for me. I, yeah, I think it was a little oversweet. I think it was, but I think it was really good. I, I, I wasn't sure whether this one or the run came to be third or fourth. Actually, I wasn't sure about any anything two through four. I was really having a hard time picking mm-hmm. how it should work. Uh, I 
I think it's a pretty. I think it's a really good beer. I think it's actually very tasty. Uh, I think it's also good to have a, a stopper of some sort of Joey Azalis, whatever you have, uh, to just have a little bit put away. Have a little bit put away. It's a sipper. Mm-hmm. Uh, treat it like a dessert beer, and it will reward you. Number three, I'm gonna go with the Rum King. Yeah, I think that sort of once we kind of figured it out. Yeah, like when you mentioned yeah. rum cocktail with bitters, like it tasted so much more open and you could explore a whole new facet of yeah. the beer. Um, and that that excites me because there's a lot going on yeah. in there. And it's, it's different. I mean, it's, it's so much more different. complex than pumpkin. Yeah. You know, but pumpkin's, pumpkin's a good pumpkin beer. I like their spice blend. But it, it is only one or two notes where this rum barreled one is telling a story. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's something that's pretty unique in the beer world. It's, it's something that, that tastes like this, something that comes through like this. That has to be at least mentioned and at least, you know, pointed out. I wasn't, I wasn't sure where I was going to put the same atoms because I just wanted more spice. It felt like this beer would be so much even like like more with mm-hmm. with those spices. If if there were those spices there, it would have really put a challenge to the ballast point, which kind of stole the show right from the beginning. It was just so good. It it, it was hitting on all points. It was every time you turned it and you'd wanted to look at it a different way, it was still just as beautiful. It still you know, a whole mm-hmm. different story, but it was like you know, it's like a Rubik's cube that you could turn all, and it still still made sense even when it was all uh, jumbled up. So that ballast point is really very exceptional beer, uh, a very a highlight of a very good show. The victory at sea, yeah. victory at sea. Yeah. All right, excellent. Thank you everyone for listening to Craft Beer Radio. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you'd like to contact us, we would love to hear from you. The most effective way to contact us is over Twitter. You know, nice short messages, easy to reply to. Uh, I am at Jeff Bear. Greg is at CBR Greg. And at Craft Beer Radio is the show's podcast feed. So when it gains sentience, when our computer gets, you know, more smarts. I'm messing that one up. Uh, at Crafty Radio. Sorry. Trying to be witty. Failed. We're too far into the show to be witty. Witty fail. Um, it, you can email us too. And that's beer at craftbeerradio.com. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening. And we'll see you again next week. <laughs> <laughs>